0: hey guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers this is pat O. pat O. how was your weekend
1: my weekend was pretty fucking awesome ashers uh i surprisingly had my daughter it was not my weekend to have her but i had her anyway so friday night we ordered pizza and watched vanderpump rules um saturday we took the kids up to the brat stop in kenosha wisconsin uh, with friend of the show, former guest Lee Jacobson of jacobsonlegalservices.com. dot com, and uh, him and his chillin' and me and my chillin', we all got together, and uh, not too far from the beast where the Beast of Bray Road was spotted. Oh, very cool! For those of you that are uh, not familiar with the uh, geography of Wisconsin outside cryptids, yeah, we were just down the street from the Beast of Bray Road, and uh, did not see him, but we did see plenty of uh, brats and cheese curds. <laughs> And had a pretty swell time. Uh, Saturday night, I had a uh, birthday party. My friend John McLaughlin turned 45. And if you've ever seen any of my short films, you've seen John McLaughlin because he's one of the most attractive men that I know. So I put him in everything, even though he has a terrible time remembering lines. Uh, but he's that good looking. And he actually met his current girlfriend on the set of my last of last year's 48-hour film project. And now they're an item and uh, she threw him a birthday party it was an 80s themed birthday party so me and my dear friend kristen decided to go as pro wrestlers so you have not seen these pictures online nor will you because uh it's me (laughs) drunk and shirtless with a two by four she went as ultimate warrior and my go-to wrestling costume is hacksaw jim duggan so i don't know if if you're kind of too young but fans of 80s wwf will remember hacksaw jim duggan he was the shirtless hillbilly with the stick of wood and he would just go oh and that was his thing and it's a very easy costume to pull off you just grab a two by four from the garage and take your shirt off and wander around the party all night and um
0: Yelling! People,
1: oh, <laughs> people seem to get a kick out of it so yeah that was that now she did the full ultimate warrior thing like screens screen accurate i guess you would say like sure. face makeup and like the tights and the armbands and everything and i i got a two by four and uh took my shirt off and that was that sometimes
0: all you need is your wood you know
1: <laughs> 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 and uh but the the real the real um like I guess apex of the weekend came after the party so we left at like 12 30 which is a very respectable time and I was I was totally cool leaving my wife drove she drove me home I'm gonna go home and that's it I'm gonna go to, go to bed right we left the kid home alone which we probably shouldn't have done for that long or whatever and uh come home and I see that my new neighbors I just recently got new neighbors about a month ago my new neighbors are drinking in their backyard so i decide to go over there and uh my neighbors are they're very very nice they're very nice people it's a husband and wife and two kids and i see the wife all the time we always say hi to each other we always make small talk and shit husband uh i see here and there and he's very welcoming and they're they're a hispanic family and i bring that up not just because (laughs) because um you know I don't know how I mean you're Italian so it's basically the same thing like when they offer you food or booze or something like you can't say no to them or else they get really angry at you so like there's been times when like they've been grilling in their backyard and he's been like yo man you want some tacos and I'll be like no I just had dinner and he's like oh come on come on have a taco have a taco and I'll be like I have to eat it because if I don't eat it first of all he's never going to shut the fuck up about it and and I want it anyway let's fucking be real here okay But um, if you don't, he's gonna get offended, right? So, like, I've learned to just like, just I, whatever I see him. Hey, what's going on? What if if he's eating? Like, yeah, I'll take whatever and and fine. And he was sitting back there drinking. So I'm like, oh, I know he'll invite me to have beers with him. So i went back there and drank a bunch of modelos And um, his <laughs> his oldest kid came out. And they when they moved in, they were like, hey, just so you know, our daughter smokes like weed all the time. And it's legal in Illinois, so it's not a big deal. And 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 she's well over twenty one, so it's or eighteen. So it's not like a big you know, it's perfectly fine, right? Sure. But they were like just so like you're not if that weirds you out, and I'm like, of course it doesn't weird me out. Like that's fine. This kid got me so fucking high. It was the loudest weed I have ever, ever partaken in, in my whole entire life. I was high 14 hours later in bed, like nodding in and out of consciousness. It completely evaporated my Sunday. i slept for 14 hours and then i woke up and i was still fucking on my ass like out of it kept drifting in and out of consciousness i like i think i texted you that i think i fucking smoked myself into another dimension it was the fucking craziest weed and i just realized like i probably for so many different reasons need to not smoke weed with my next-door neighbor's kids anymore like that was (laughs) they were cool about it (laughs) and these are my new neighbors and we're going to be living next to each other for a fucking hot minute you know what i mean and probably don't need to develop that kind of bond with their children (laughs) so you know what i mean like we're just not gonna do that ever again and you know and when my wife woke up sunday morning like or sunday afternoon i woke up and she was like this isn't going to become a thing is it you partying with the neighbors and i'm like oh no no i don't want and i don't know how to i I gotta be cool about it because as we previously stated like you know if they take offense if you don't eat or drink with them whatever. but um yeah i'm gonna definitely have to just like be cool and be civil and i'll probably crack a beer with them again but like no more smoking weed with kids
0: <laughs> let me go back to the beginning though of you going over to the neighbor's house so you went over to the neighbor's house in your wrestler costume with your fucking big old stick of wood and everything
1: no because i left the stick of wood at the previous party Oh, okay. and i had a sleeveless t-shirt that i was kind of wearing at first because oh, okay. i had i when i went to the when i rolled up to the party at krista's house like i've known krista for like like 20 plus years and <laughs> she's a very normal person and i mean that and i don't mean that like disparagingly at all like she has like normal friends and and they're very like that's not the kind of party that you show up to shirtless it's the kind of party that you wind up shirtless at later on in the night right so i wore a shirt to the party so when i left the party i put the shirt back on okay so when i rolled up on jesus and his wife in the backyard i had a shirt on
0: is so, it really his name
1: well it's supposedly hey zeus but i just fuck with him and call him jesus <laughs> because like dude it's jesus what do you want me to say i was like jesus
0: you drinking back here are
1: you drinking with me jesus no
0: <laughs> he's probably like so sick of you white people calling him jesus
1: <laughs> no i don't think well first of all i don't know i think if he had a problem with me i'm also like slightly afraid of the dude like he <laughs> we were talking about guns <laughs> <laughs> and oh, okay. i was, was like like hunting or something that came up and i was like yeah he's like you got an ar-15 and i'm like no i don't believe in that shit i'm like why do you he goes no i can't have guns because of my record and i was like oh okay gotcha oh
0: <laughs> i would have asked i'd be like what kind of record what do you
1: No, mean? i mean i i know laws enough well enough to know not to fucking ask that question so i'm
0: just is it for corrupting the people is well it for- i mean he's jesus isn't that what jesus was executed for
1: let me put it like this it begins with an f and ends with a y and it's probably uh i don't know i do not want to make disparaging comments (laughs) about the man because like i said i'm mildly intimidated by him
0: He's very nice yes he's a very nice man
1: very 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 lovely individual and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and i look forward to living next door to him and his family but i'm not going over there to smoke weed with his kids. Any- any
0: <laughs> and these young kids, man, I don't get it. Well, and I've talked about that just even like with you, Pat. Like I'm not into the edibles and like the vape pens and I just I'm like strictly flower. Like and I don't understand having to go beyond that but then again i don't smoke pot every single day either well
1: this was this was a blunt and i'll say this about the edibles the nice thing about edibles is that you don't have to smoke it, it's it delivers the same thing more or less without you having to smoke a blunt to get it so like smoking blunts is sometimes socially prohibited you can't do it in certain situations you don't want to stank like fucking loud ass weed so you, you eat a little bit of an edible and you look and smell completely normal and you can do it at Thanksgiving around your family and nobody knows. <laughs> you can do it at a parent teacher conference
0: or high though it's a different it's a different type of high it feels it,
1: it you know what i've noticed that more because i'm i'm definitely more accustomed to the edibles high so right. when i do smoke and it sometimes it's like whoa but but the one thing I, it lasts longer though which is kind of what but. i do like about smoking is that when you hit like take up hits of flower like it will be fucking high but then you kind of you level out fairly quickly and then you're normal yeah with the exception of this fucking shit that she had um so anyway yeah i it was i i think i kind of didn't my defenses for flower were a little bit low too because that's usually not the route that i take right you know
0: yeah it's just a different right it's a different type of high it's just totally different listen i'm just saying that the last time i had edibles i saw the moth man and that's a true fucking story <laughs> so <laughs> have not had them ever since will not touch them ever but maybe that's the secret maybe that's what i gotta do uh to make it happen so i don't know man maybe it's a missed opportunity um but uh yeah i just i don't know i don't get it uh, you kids and your marijuana um you're stronger than i
1: <laughs> right
0: there's that well it sounds like it sounds like you had an awesome weekend
1: it was it was okay it was one for the books it was good i'm glad i got it out of my system because i'm not gonna be able to uh party like that for for anytime too soon yeah so it was it was good to go out with a bang like that
0: yeah absolutely
1: probably till halloween i'll I'll, uh (laughs) be behaving myself
0: be a different um wrestler next time and then uh oh i not even think of
1: it yeah no honestly i'll probably just do the same thing because i'll just have fair to enough. go to home depot get a new two by four <laughs> and be good to go you know
0: that's yeah fair, fair enough my dad almost got beat to death one time with a two by four
1: yeah yeah. Oh. also
0: a true story not should not
1: have did whatever he did who knows maybe <laughs> that's true no
0: it's true yeah <laughs> he shouldn't have did what he did
1: <laughs> how was your weekend what'd you get up to
0: oh my god um i had a different kind of um weekend than you did pato i had a somebody else's child at my house staying the night at my house with my child
1: I love how much mm-hmm. this freaks you out.
0: It really does. And <laughs> I am just I, uh, see you
1: standing there looking at this other kid like you're not mine.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I was so <laughs> miserable. <laughs> um, she was having a great time, but you know, it's just it it really just dawns on me like how my space is not very kid friendly. And like, you know, I my thought process behind it is like she's older now, right? So all of her stuff and all of her things and and her herself for the most part are confined to her room not because i forced her to be there just i don't know it just works out right right (laughs) that's what it's for um you know and this other kid didn't really want to do that he wanted to know what we have in our house and i just don't remember like going to my friend's houses. it
1: was a boy
0: yes it was a boy
1: wait a minute you didn't fucking mention this so your daughter had a sleepover with a fucking boy
0: The boy yes
1: How old is this boy?
0: So he is a year younger than her.
1: Do they go to the same school? No. How do they know each other?
0: So it's my... So my best friend, Jazz, has two children. Mm -hmm. Her oldest son was born three days after my daughter we were pregnant at the same time our kids literally grew up together but it wasn't her oldest son it was her younger son who's about right because then they would have been the
1: same age they would have been three days apart and you said this one's right this one's a little bit
0: younger so it's her son so but again he has known they've i mean pretty much known each other since birth so my daughter i've talked to my daughter about it she very much views him as a family member she has told me that multiple times um because they talk a lot on, like every day on the phone for like hours i like play video games together and shit and um i'm like oh is that your boyfriend she's like no that's like she's like that's like dating my cousin that's incest i'm like oh okay well
1: Shit, <laughs> like, took it there i mean way against
0: it. oh yeah she's way against it um it's, so okay well so, So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like her having a cousin over in her, you know, I think in all of our eyes, really. They even slept in the same bedroom. So there's that. Um,
1: You're rolling the fucking dice.
0: I'm not. She's not. There's nothing happening there.
1: (laughs) No, I know. I know. You know what? No, 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 no. You're I think that I think that this is me being the weird overprotective dad. I believe you. I believe it. First of all, I trust your judgment in general. Like, you know, it's best for your own kid. But I don't know if I would do that. (laughs) But that's me. That's me in my situations. I'm glad it worked out for you.
0: Fair enough. I mean, you know, once she's older and other things are a lot more interesting to her, you know, we'll revisit that topic. But right now, on the age range she's at, it's not a big deal. She just went and stayed the night over there with two boys. It's fine, you know.
1: Yeah. Nothing's going yeah, on. yeah 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 so, yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah.
0: the way it is so anyway so he's here and like i said when i was a kid i don't remember like trying to hang out with my friend's parents i don't remember like being all like touching all their shit and like <laughs> messing with the parents stuff and like being i don't remember i mean i don't know i don't i just feel it just felt very strange to me um you know he kept like trying to hang out with me and i'm like i don't know like i know this kid this kid's known me this his whole life you know but i'm like go hang out with my daughter <laughs> right you know and then like at one point they were like playing tug-of-war with one of the cat toys and i'm like guys that's don't break the fucking cat's toys like don't what, what are you doing i'd yell at them a lot um <laughs> some kind of mean <laughs> um, but not really at one point i did walk in there um in the bedroom and i asked them i was like hey you guys want me to go get you some beer and cigarettes and they didn't want me to do that so I, uh, <laughs> oh, God, and like I heard them talking. Like my daughter's trying to like show him things that he's not allowed to watch. Um, like what? I don't remember exactly. It's like anything that's on Adult Swim, he's not allowed to watch. Like, and that's really it. I mean, honestly, because he ended up showing her something that was way worse than anything she's ever watched you know what I mean and so she was like trying to get him to watch things and I heard him like talking about I can't watch that he's like I know your mom doesn't care but my mom has like senses and like she knows and so (laughs) I was like texting his mom and I'm I was like telling her about this I'm like I hope she convinces him to watch something she's like if she does let me know so that way I can call him and be like what why are you watching that we were plotting against it was great. it didn't happen unfortunately um they're good kids damn it and, you know but i tried um
1: what was what was he trying to get her to watch
0: uh i think it's called smg4 something on youtube it's really dumb they did watch it it's really dumb it's just like mario mods on youtube Oh yeah, like, I don't know. Really stupid, yeah, it's really stupid. Um, it's she, weird it's, the
1: shit the kids watch. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird, but like some of the jokes that are made are like really bad, and I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah watch this. Um, it, but it's I'm not even like, don't watch this because of how like because of those like you know very bad jokes. I'm like, don't watch this because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 like there's better stuff out there with better humor. Um, my kid's been on like this Futurama kick ever since Futurama came back and so that's cool yeah we've been watching that and then uh, he had never seen it before they did end up settling on futurama he does watch the simpsons regularly like that's his kick right now um so that was their happy medium so they just hung out or whatever he left fairly early on saturday not crazy early but it just you know we're also getting ready for school um and you know that that was it and then i just pretty much spent uh saturday recovering from the excitement and uh Sunday doing some soul searching it's been good soul searching though it's been uh very a, a very valuable um time that I've spent on myself and uh, it's so far so great so that's good yep. um Monday because usually we record this on Monday I do want to talk about this for a minute so my kid is going into middle school right mm-hmm. and um she's going to a middle school that I did attend um but I only I was only there for like a month um <laughs> <laughs> and I went to I just kind of sat down and thought about it. I went to six different middle schools. Oh my god. School. Yeah, I did. And you know, I never really thought about that. Or, but you know, this isn't about me. Um, so I, I was kind of familiar with the school and how it works, but not too familiar. Um, because I was only there for the month. And so we go, and the whole middle school, it's big and it's broken up into different units, right? and all the sixth graders are in one unit seventh graders are in another eighth graders are in another okay let me go and we meet all the teachers and some of the classes are like fucking weird like first of all her homeroom is like in the middle of the day when i say homeroom what do you think about you think about that that little attendance taking piece of shit that you're hurrying up and doing your homework right for the day that you're sitting in at the beginning of the day right homeroom mm-hmm and this isn't it it's in the middle of the day and i'm I'm like asking i'm like oh okay so it's so it's just like a study hall time and the teacher's like well no you know we learn stuff and you know we teach things in homeroom and i'm like like okay like what and he was like oh you know like emotional stuff and you know things like that and then immediately started talking to a different parent and it was just weird i'm like what do you mean what kind of emotional stuff um so i have no idea what homeroom is about (laughs) They have another class. It's called Success Seminar. And I'm like, what does this mean? What is this? And, uh, you know, we go to it and I'm asking the teacher, what, you know, what is this? What are they learning here? And she's like, well, they used to do these projects and the kids kind of got tired of doing the projects. So, this year we're doing a little differently and a couple days out of the week the kids are doing like they get like extra help with like subjects they're struggling with i think that's a great idea um like a little you know tutor period where they can get you know one-on-one assistance with things they're having they're struggling with um but then you know she was like well they still do the projects and i'm like what kind of projects and she was like well they're just like passion projects i don't know what that means like what are they making models are they fucking mixing chemicals like what are they doing (laughs) it's just the secrecy around it all is so fucking bizarre to me and i just don't remember having anything like that in middle school
1: no no well is she is she going to like a special school no then yeah i i would say maybe their vagueness comes from not necessarily knowing the answer to the question like oh what like we're gonna do projects in here what kind of projects i don't know the fun kind like i don't think they're like being evasive as much as they probably don't know they don't have their lesson plan made out yet or something um i've uh i've finger a lot of teachers in my day and i've learned that they're just chicks they're not they're not super people and in fact they're they're usually kind of immature girls that like part of them still has the emotional state of an 11 year old and they want to be the girl at the front of the class that tells all the other kids what to do um teachers aren't necessarily the most intellectually involved of all people and it's like a really mean harsh fucking thing to say but whatever um yeah, I would say they probably just don't have their shit together. If they if they can't answer questions, then I don't think they're like keeping from you. I think they probably don't know.
0: Well, I think they probably do get responses. Like if the homeroom is about like regulating emotion and anti-bullying and I don't think that's bad, but I think that there are parents that do think that's bad and I think that they keep those answers vague because oh, to avoid the freak out.
1: Yeah, I you know, and honestly, I um I I work in the schools if you know i kind of i've said that before one of my schools that i used to uh go to when i was on the west side they would they would start the day with meditation yeah and controlled breathing and a quiet moment no it's not and especially with some of the kids that you're dealing with it's like i think it's it's you know yeah it's almost necessary um so yeah if they have like a calming moment in the middle of the day where they work on meditation and like calming their emotions and controlling their emotions especially when you're talking about prepubescent
0: mm-hmm. kids
1: that are, are, are going through changes and stuff like it actually sounds pretty legit
0: yeah like i wish we had that at work you know what i
1: mean <laughs>
0: right <laughs> we don't have that shit at work i did when i worked at Victoria's secret we did have shit like that though we had like puppy rooms and ice cream sunday bars and it what was, yeah it was real fucking nice Puppy rooms. Puppy rooms, yeah, where you get to go and just hang out. So they're they're service dogs in training, and so they need the socialization, so they'd bring them in, and we'd get to go hang out and cuddle the puppies, yeah. Mm-hmm wow victoria's secret was a damn good job sucks and i don't have it anymore but you know it is what it is. Things yeah. is wasn't my dream job that's not what i was meant to do i'd still be doing it right. um but yeah we used to have all kinds of shit like that and then of course mannequins that we could grope to our heart's content uh so <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get much better than that but you know I i i think it's nice i just i want to be involved with my child's life so i'd like to know not in a you can't teach my child this kind of stuff way another one of her teachers <clears throat> which i know a lot of parents are, are gonna probably take issue with and it's shitty she doesn't have desks um all the kids have like rocking chairs and nice big comfy chairs and and then she's got like this relaxed corner where they can go and chill out and like a fucking lazy boy and do like breathing exercises and she doesn't turn the overhead lights on at all ever like, the whole room's lit up by, like, all these, like, backlit LED kind of lights. It's really nice. Like I said, we didn't have nothing like that when I was a kid. Um, so, I think it is neat that, that the teachers are taking care of um, mental health. And, you know, that's important. I suppose that's why I pay as much money as I do to live in the town that I live in is because I know that the school system here is fucking awesome. And that's part of it. Um, But it was just a surreal. It was a very strange experience, especially for someone who, like I said, went to six different middle schools, which did have different things about them. Um, But nothing like this. I'm like, damn, these kids are spoiled. (laughs) you know so I, I don't know it's something else even like she's taking this music class and it's really interesting because they're going to teach the kids how to play every single instrument and then by the end of the year you know they'll kind of zero in on one you know the one that they're best at the one that they like um and then they'll get the chance to kind of perfect that and they can carry that with them all throughout their high school career if they want to um and like i said we didn't have anything like that offered when i was in school so yeah I think it's neat um I, I'm excited for her. I think it's a good thing, so I just wanted to talk about that experience for a minute if you don't have uh, middle school age children right now um, apparently there i mean there's options out there, <laughs> so <laughs> take a look at them um, you
1: know. yeah my my kid's open house is happening right now, and I uh skipped it so that I could be available for tonight's guest who's not here anyway. Well, thank you so- <laughs> so i can't
0: appreciate that i
1: have no idea what's going on in seventh grade for my child
0: it's gonna be Uh, terrible for all
1: i know there's there's uh you know puppy rooms
0: yeah and uh (laughs) or there's fucking jail cells and ball and chains and
1: (laughs) right There's, there's a box of snakes and he's gotta learn how to charm because he goes to religious school i don't know oh, yeah, we'll see. Right.
0: <laughs> there's hot nuns that's what you got is what you're missing out on tonight is sexy nuns um oh. <laughs> so i did forget to mention what i did on sunday i forgot um we had our first ever patreon member meetup and how did that go it was it was nice it was really nice um it's my fault that i kind of announced this at the last minute and i did kind of announce it at the last minute um but some of the patrons did show up and we just talked about kind of anything and everything i mean the idea behind these is to i mean mostly talk about this week's wednesday episode um but it's not really necessary it's just kind of a you know a point to sit and hang out with the people who religiously give me their money every month right so (laughs) but it was good um it was definitely a fun time. It was an eclectic group of topics being thrown around everywhere. Um, you know, if you're not a, a, page, a Patreon member, every single tier is invited to the meetup. So, I mean, you can even do the meetup as low as $3 a month. Um, and then plus all the other stuff for all the other perks that you sign up for. I did just do the Patreon relaunch. Um, so you guys definitely want to get in on what's going on over there. I did share the stories that I promised from last week. Um, and then, of course, there's the Discord server that everybody also has access to. So, um, yeah, come hang out. There's going to be another one this Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, check that out: Patreon.com/slash It's Ashers. Okay, <laughs> that was a mouthful. I wasn't prepared to really shill it like that. But it's my show, right? I'm supposed to shill it here. Isn't yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And that's the correct thing. So, <laughs> anyway, Pato, you want to talk some news? what you got um so the only thing that i really have i know you've been sending me a lot of stuff over the week um (laughs) but independent of that i just wanted to revisit the um, peruvian aliens again um because Uh there's been a supposed update about what is going on there Um, so last week we talked about how a, a little village in peru is being terrorized by seven foot tall aliens that have like hoverboards on their shoes levitating in the air that look like the green goblin um this week what we're finding out is that the peruvian aliens according to authorities there are actually illegal miners that are trying to (laughs) scare the villagers out of the area so that they can have all the gold that's there whatever it is they're mining for
1: yeah that's uh go ahead (laughs) I, i mean i don't i don't know what to say like that's wow okay oh i'm Checkmate. sorry hold on like, illegal
0: miners using jetpacks
1: right and well bullets. we there's been jetpack men i mean jetpacks aren't Remember
0: that guy whatever happened to him i wonder
1: he's in peru now supposedly <laughs> with some of his compadres um I, dude i don't know I, I you know what it's one of those things where like i was just okay i, I don't, know right <laughs> i don't know if i can i can't call bullshit on it because it's so strange that it might be fucking true and it, it kind of makes sense in a very nonsensical way i don't know it's a it's a strange world we live in ashers
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> it is a very strange one. i don't know how i feel about this either you know because they're like in, in the initial report okay the girl got attacked by one of these aliens right and they're saying that yeah she was attacked by the group of illegal minors and that's and and then the one guy said the quote was these gentlemen are alien he said that maybe he meant alien in the sense that we mean alien when we're talking about immigrants
1: well i think they thought that these things were aliens (laughs) fair enough (laughs) i really think that they thought these things were aliens now the fact that they would be, like, trying to terrorize the villagers, I mean, I've seen enough movies, like, I don't know, there was a Van Damme, not Van Dam. what's his name, Steven Seagal, where he fights with the Eskimos and shit. Like, this happens. They try to run people out of an area because they want the natural resources. This shit happens. I think Americans have done it fairly often. Like, you know, we, we might have invented this thing. Um, this, it, it, it's not that far-fetched. And the only thing, the only reason that I'm kind of inclined to believe it because the whole, they're aliens, but they look like the Green Goblin with jetpacks. Like that doesn't track when it, it does sound out? granted. There could be sure infinite types of races out there of alien beings, right? They could look like all different kinds of things. They don't all have to be greys or Nordics or praying mantises or whatever, right? So there could be willem defoe green goblin aliens from somewhere else right um but it's just i don't know whenever you get the one-off weird encounter it, it's always it's always kind of strange because it doesn't fit into anything else like we do have all this evidence and all this lore about certain types of phenomenon and then you get these one-offs that don't really fit in any box that we already have and this would at least kind of explain why they look so different, right? Sure. Why they're taller and why they behave the way they do. And, you know, I, so I don't know. Um, maybe. I'll give it a maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sad that they're not aliens, but like also at the same time, I'm not sad that they're not aliens. Um, you know, both it's sad that they're not aliens because of course i want to believe sad that they uh you know had they been that would have been horrifying right um but i don't know you know sometimes we get these stories most of the time we get these stories and there's not like an end to it um we usually don't get an explanation it's just well that village was terrorized by an alien and that's that nothing ever comes of it uh, something did this time and allegedly it's illegal. legal minor. so you know and at first <laughs> silly me um the first time I had seen these headlines I'm like minors I'm like thinking under 18 like that's." <laughs> I just my brain was not comprehending what I was reading then I actually picked up the articles I was like oh right minors yeah, right the people that dig shit up I, I understand um Which I don't know. I suppose it could be. I mean, people are saying that, like, you know, they attack that girl because, of course, they're, you know, into illegal stuff and they're into human trafficking and, you know, yada, 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 things like that. I don't know. Sure. I guess I'll buy it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to say? No, it's definitely aliens. You know, I don't fucking know. I didn't see one. You know, (laughs) I don't know um so that was interesting and then i also wanted to bring up well did you have anything else to say about the peruvian aliens pato
1: uh no i do not
0: i also wanted to bring up the um the death of a celebrity uh just in general kind of um so i've been thinking a lot about celebrity death we've had a lot of them lately right um you just found out the voice actor who uh voices dale gribble died and that sucks because yeah that's a, a bummer yeah, they're, making, they're making a Keek in the Hill reboot right now. He's six episodes in and he died. Mm. Um, But uh, another instance happened. You may or may not have heard of this. The internet went crazy over the death of a, of a 14-year-old girl called Lil Tay. Have you heard about this? Is this ring, ringing a bell? No. No, not at all. So Lil Tay, back when she was nine years old, and we know that because in all of her videos, she probably exclaimed she was nine years old. She was real popular back when, like, preteen girls were being um extra terrible (laughs) um she would make these like parody videos i mean people are like oh they're not parodies but they're clearly not they're clearly fake where she's like bragging about being nine years old and like flexing on everyone so she's like showing these cars that she allegedly owns and drives and stacks of money and i mean that was like her thing um Mm -hmm. and then she kind of disappeared off the face of the internet And her parents uh, are kind of under the spotlight and have been for a couple of years because people think that it was her parents that coached her to make these types of videos. And and some of them she's like smoking and, you know, doing shit that a nine-year-old shouldn't do. But apparently she died okay and that information came out on her official instagram account and uh the internet went kind of crazy and everybody's like everybody does this when a celebrity dies right they're like oh well they didn't really die right there's some conspiracy behind it she's not really dead you know clearly the parents are trying to cover it up or if she is dead it's because the parents killed her because they're in trouble for having her make those videos yada 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 and then like two days later come to find out she actually didn't die she really wasn't dead even though her official instagram page said that she was uh she was not and you know then it kind of came forward that oh yeah she's alive um and meta has actually verified that her instagram account was hacked and this has all just been a hoax and just kind of put out there and whatever um what a scary weird fucking time to live in with these with these celebrity celebrity deaths um you know where people can just say that you died and everybody thinks that you did or where you can be a famous voice actor and you can die and they're in the middle of making a show and that doesn't matter because ai can do the voice of dale gribble it's just a weird climate of of death these days
1: have they said that they're gonna do that
0: um no but it's an option they could
1: yeah i don't know if i i would think it, mike judge would um i would hope that he would take the high road he seems he, yeah. like he would like i've i've always been a big fan of his um beavis and butthead obviously king of the hill um office space idiot uh idiocracy um he did another movie too about with jason bateman but no i who knows you know but we'll see i i i would hope you would not go that route he'll that
0: probably be, hire another voice actor the the guy i him off the
1: show i mean lucky they they let lucky what did they do with him when tom petty died well i think they were the already off the ended. air when tom petty died yeah
0: and uh what's her name britney murphy she's not
1: right the curse of king of the hill
0: <laughs> i think you might be onto something Pat. we
1: we broke that one Jeez. Because
0: here's the thing the guy that voiced dale that, that died he wasn't even the original voice of dale Neither was John Redcorn. I think that guy died too. Wow. I don't know if I I I don't fact check me on it. I think that the Dale. Oh, please do.
1: I want credit for this. If this is a fucking <laughs> real thing, please someone please fact check it.
0: I think the original yeah. voice of Dale is still around and kicking. Um, I don't think he died during that. I just think that they they Dale's character kind of changed, and you can hear it when you. It's not a crazy change. It's just that Dale wasn't as eccentric as he used to be. He just he used to be kind of monotone and, and yeah you know bland a little more serious than he ended up being um so i mean if that guy is still around they could potentially go to him and see if he can do it there are people that could do a dale voice i mean there's voice oh sure you know
1: yeah i mean look what they're gonna do they got to do something with rick and morty i'm waiting for that to i'm that very to, curious
0: yeah yeah i mean I, they'll, they'll figure something out that was my first thought like how the fuck are they gonna replace that guy he voices like everybody on the show <laughs> and morty's voice is so recognizable like oh geez yeah right like how can you I but there's gotta be somebody i mean they gotta you know but it, it's just like i said an interesting climate for deaths um to die in this day and age and how you can just kind of just be replaced or how anybody like i said how anybody could just lie and say that you're dead and like that's that you know
1: well we'll get to i got my two cents on that one later <laughs> Fair people enough. lying about motherfuckers on the internet don't worry we'll get there well great we'll get there. <laughs> oh,
0: <my God. laughs> yeah, anyway so that's what i've got um Pato, what do you got
1: i wanted to bring up the malaysian flight video that that popped up this week yeah um i you know I, i i don't know enough to know whether or not this video is fake or not but supposedly somebody leaked a video of malaysian uh flight 370 which obviously we all know went missing in march 2014 we did a whole episode on it it was a boeing 777 uh that vanished with 239 people on board took off uh it was the plane was flying from i think the philippines and turned on the south china sea and then just disappeared off the radar when we did our show we kind of came to the conclusion that he might have gone on a suicide run and uh and tried to crash the plane or something
0: Well, that's like Um, where, that's like what everybody, that's like story, right?
1: And that he went up really high and that knocked out all the passengers or something, or or that could have happened. And uh, he disabled the transponder and that's why they never found it. And then there was some, there was some debris that had washed ashore, I think in Australia or New Zealand or something that had all kind of confirmed that story, but there was never any definitive 100% ironclad proof that that's what happened. And then this week, video pops up on Reddit of supposedly that flight uh, being circled by orbs and then vanishing. Uh, basically, uh, the whole plane was, was kind of abducted. And, uh, you know, that was one of the first theories to make the rounds when this actually went down back in 2014. I remember seeing that on something as legitimate as like cnn maybe that you know and it wasn't something that they were necessarily um spending a whole lot of time hypothesizing about because there's no way that you can but that was that was one of the theories we didn't know what happened to the flight it completely disappeared and at that point anything was open for speculation and this video is supposedly taken by satellites that um you know were monitoring that area you know that's kind of a tricky situation too because you know we don't necessarily um kind of think of there being satellites that cover the entire globe that could take pictures of anything anywhere at any time right but those probably exist right um so i don't know there's it i think it's it's worth going down the rabbit hole and it's something worth looking into i i spent a day or two kind of searching it and watching the videos and reading the comments and doing this and doing that i don't fucking know i can't tell if that there's no there's no kind of uh you know photographic analysis that i'm going to do on my cell phone that's going to prove to me whether or not that video is doctored it's a but if if that video is legit i mean it's a very clear either that's either that is the video that's going around either it's real or it's not and if it's not real then it was very purposely created to fuck with people there's no like maybe you're misinterpreting what you're seeing it's very clearly an airline uh an airliner being surrounded by ufos that uh kind of one ufo that splits into three and then they they form like a uh like centric pattern around it rotating around it and then boom everything just vanishes and um it could be doctored i'm not saying that that's completely impossible you know i don't know but uh it's weird and it's also weird because why that plane and um because it's not like airline pilot airliners go missing all the time right um this doesn't happen that often you know i think it's happened a couple times in human history obviously there's the bermuda triangle and whatnot but like this this was kind of a big deal this was a, a very isolated incident and that kind of goes back to other conspiracy theories that i remember hearing back in 2014 was that there was a very suspicious crew manifest there was a lot of scientists that were leaving china that they had in the cargo hold there was supposed to be some kind of high-tech gear that was being transported from one spot to the next and maybe it was a downed uap um i remember hearing all that stuff and if if this is real then maybe that stuff was more accurate than we thought it was back in the day so i don't know it's it's something that is worth looking into if you are so inclined
0: Yeah, it's definitely a whole rabbit hole. Um, You know, some things that I think are interesting about it was, um, and again, who knows if this is a real comment, and I really didn't uh, pull it up to see, but I just saw somebody comment about how, like, family members of people who were on that flight were receiving phone calls. Yeah, yeah from their loved ones after the plane had went missing and then the, when they would answer the phone it would just be like dead air or static or you know weird stuff and then like they would try to call them back and it would just ring it wouldn't even go to voice mode, it would just ring um which you know uh electrical interference is definitely a thing in cases of high strangeness mm-hmm. um you know that's not unheard of um, 9-11 had some weird shit like that too happen. I don't remember exactly what, but I remember there was something weird with the cell phones. And um, like I believe people were getting phone calls from relatives after the planes had already crashed or something like that. It's just something very strange. Anyway, not that I'm saying that, that was abducted by aliens. We all saw it, right? But <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, um, and then another thing about it that's interesting, you know, when we had done that episode, um you and i both had no idea like that there was an ending to this story right um a lot of people didn't a lot of folks really i mean it was such a huge fucking story and then everybody just kind of stopped talking about it and it was never really brought up again um to the point to where you know not even realizing how much debris had been found or anything like that or that like Mm -hmm. i said there was even you know the whole pilot committing committing suicide theory i didn't know that existed um so that's kind of strange is it because they were told not to talk about it anymore i mean what what was the case there why did that happen and when the first piece of debris was was found from the plane why wasn't that huge fucking news you know um i'm sure it was on the news somewhere but it wasn't made a big deal like the whole disappearance was made a big deal so interesting it was it was a fun episode to do you know i said it then i don't believe that the pilot committed committed suicide i don't think that makes sense um i can't tell you either if these videos are real or fake i mean that's the thing we don't really have proof that they are the real deal videos we don't know where they came from right now um just a bunch of people on the internet claiming that it came from somewhere but like think about like the tic tac video i mean that came out it leaked on the internet back in like two thousand seventeen and the government didn't officially, you know, announce that it was theirs until twenty twenty.
1: Well, I I think what is um what's interesting about this is that there's a lot of all of the UAP footage that's kind of been released is always very benign. There's, you know, it's it's unexplainable or it's it's mysterious or it's whatever. But it's always pretty much okay, it's just flying around, it's just doing whatever. And this kind of echoes something that I said last week when Heather Mosier was on, and we were talking about UAP stuff, is that how long does it take before we start addressing some of the more um, ominous claims surrounding extraterrestrial life? The abduction stuff um whether or not that's actually happening to people or whether or not it's just yeah this all this uap stuff is real but the abductees and the experiences are all a bunch of fucking nutbags um how about this we had a we have a plane go missing like uh, is that maybe this is nothing maybe this is something or maybe this is what we're gonna start seeing leak now now that we've now that the trickles already come through and OK, we've you know, disclosure is going to happen in waves. And we've talked about the first wave. And here's the second wave. Here's the stuff that's a little bit more ominous. And I mean, this is a big deal. I I would say you would lead up to this. Right. But if you're talking about UAPs disarming nuclear you know, missiles and shit like that or or, you know, buzzing military bases and affecting equipment, we've already acknowledged that part so what about this? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that there's once again, this could be faked. I think it's, you get And there's no definitive proof on one or the other. I think you need to look into it, making your own, make up your own mind, but it's definitely something to pay attention to, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, it's, it's, it's worthy to continue to pay attention to it's, you know, if this is real, then obviously the climate of things there is, is ramping up and, uh, we should be, you know, pay attention to it i mean fuck you know it's important
1: (laughs) i was like i'm glad i'm not flying anywhere anytime soon (laughs) shit
0: and i can't go in the ocean can't fly you're just fucking stuck in the midwest (laughs)
1: man that's all
0: right you can't be there either because then you're gonna fucking get flooded out by the great Lakes. so i you know
1: great chicago earthquake prophecy yes
0: you're just gonna be fucked all around so (laughs) yeah but no that's a good one i think that that's definitely um i think that was definitely worth bringing up so that's i think that's awesome was that it did you have another one no that's all i had no oh, okay i you. Gotcha. interesting well like pato said in the top of the episode here um we were supposed to have a guest on today uh but they are not here it's just me and pato i know you guys hate that right um but it's you know we didn't really have anything planned Um, But I guess it really couldn't have happened at a better time um, because Pat O has a special announcement to make, so... (laughs)
1: Yeah, that I did not plan on spending a whole episode getting into, but I guess now.
0: <laughs> okay, lights on you, buddy.
1: Now that we have, you know, being the, the professional content creator that I was.
0: We've killed 50 um, minutes so far. We're all right.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. We can do 25 minutes on this and then call it a day. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I don't know, you know, I didn't want to kind of, I didn't want to prepare a statement. I don't want to be like, this is my last episode because that would be um that could prove to be disingenuous and i i would hate to do that i hate people that fucking act like they're you know i'm leaving or i'm quitting and then they don't you because know, then you just seem like a fucking lunatic but no um i have you know i am Taking a step away from the show, taking a step away from all my shows. Uh, Y2K will go on for a little bit longer with me just because we have such a backlog of episodes. There, this week was uh, our one year anniversary, so we did Veronica next week. I know we have Jim Jam on doing signs. This is real close to our three year anniversary, April or um, August 30th. Was uh, checking my notes was oh, really? Was when we at least recorded that first episode. Um, yeah actually. So, um almost there.
0: Almost there. 8:30
1: uh 2020. So, yeah, I uh you know, I'm involved in a lot of things and had a lot of shit going on and this was a very you know, uh interesting year for me as every year is. And resulted in a lot of kind of introspection and look at looking at what I was what I was doing, what I was investing myself in um, where I was headed, you know, I've always kind of been prided myself on, um, you know, being one that looks around the corner and, um, you know, I'm 42 years old and I kind of got to put some thought into what the next 20 years of my life are going to look like as a, uh, as a worker. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I decided to go back to school and, um, I will be starting my undergraduate in mathematics at Governor State University in about two weeks. Uh, I have 95 credit hours that I'm going into the program with. Um, So, and a lot of those are in math already. So I'm hoping to be finished with this whole thing in about two to three years. And that will be, I'm kind of at a sweet spot now where this is a good time. I wanted to go back to school for a very long time. And it was just a matter of when I was going to do it, you know. Um, I, I, I've kind of, the way things go at home, I'm, I'm, my presence was always required with the kids. I play a very big part of that, of getting the kids home from school and, and taking my kids on the weekend and joint custody of my daughter. And I fill in a lot of blanks there. And now that my kids are older, they're, you know, pre-teens. They're actually, my son's a teenager. They're junior high age. They don't want nothing to do with me. Um, which is fine because you know i it gives me a lot of free time back.
0: All right, you've been and, waiting for those days. <laughs> yeah,
1: and when you finally get it, when it's finally like you know, I'm used to my kid wanting to sit down with me every night and be like, "What are we going to watch? What movie are we going to watch? You're going to play a video game with me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Read me a book." And now it's like they come home and they go upstairs and they sit in their room. Well, all right, well, fuck you too. And I'm I'm glad that they're at that point, and it really frees me up now to where I can I can do something like this which is something that i've wanted to do for the very very long time um so yeah it's going to uh it's going to be a change for me and i definitely want to put my best foot forward so uh my first semester back like i said starts in a couple weeks and i want to give it 110 percent which you know um I can, I'm not going to be able to do by doing three podcasts a week, uh, or running my side business and, and, and all the other little distractions that I had, which I'm not saying to minimize anything I was doing, but, um, you know, I, I, I really want to focus on this and, um, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so we'll see, you know, it, it, it could be, I could get into, you know, after the first semester and be like, oh, it's no fucking, b-. and the, uh, One of the first classes that I'm taking is on a Monday night, which is when we record. Not that that's, I mean, I know that we could have worked around that, but um, I really just, I I don't want to fail at this. I I, I want to succeed at it. This is something that as a, uh, you know, I've been able to make a good living for myself not having a college degree. I went into the trades at a very young age and uh, trades have always been very good to me and they've been very good to my family, and I want to keep that going. But the older I get, especially with some of the health issues that i face faced during the course of this podcast, I have to kind of rethink my viability and reposition myself to continue to be successful for the next 20 years until it's time for me to retire. Basically, what this comes down to is I'm a fucking sellout, and I've always been a sellout. It's the reason that I dropped out of art school in my in my you know right after high school it's the reason i never finished art school it's the reason i quit the band in my 20s is because given the choice between creating stuff or making money i will always pick making money which in an interesting way tends to dovetail back around and create more opportunities for me to make stuff but um i need to focus on myself professionally and you know uh a lot of that has to do with um, the kind of the bumps in the road this past year that I've had with with the podcast, not because of anyone specifically, but just because the way things worked out. This was going to be a really big, what this year was supposed to be for me and the podcast was um, a huge year. We were going to do four events. Um, we were going to push a lot of merch. You know, I had a book come out. And all of this stuff was going to kind of propel us to the next level. You know, we got tables at these events. We sponsored a lot of these events. And halfway through this, uh, you know, we did Frogman Fest in in March. And then right after Monster Fest, my car took a shit on me and created a chain of events that prevented me from going to Withville, which then in turn prevented me from doing um, the Chicagoland one as well. And that was that was a really fucking big blow to me. And, you know, not necessarily so much financially, but like trust me, like it wasn't fun having to spend thousands of dollars unexpectedly on my car. But it was also kind of like I had spent so much time and money and effort building up to those four events and kind of structuring my life to do that, that when it all kind of fell apart, I had to look at what I had invested in this that kind of just went away. And I thought that is time that I could have spent in school. It it, it really was like time and money that would have been a semester at school. So that's kind of what also was like, hey man, if you're going to do it, do it now. Obviously you have the resources. Your kids don't need you as much as you they used to. If there was ever a time to do it, do it now and get it over with. Because when I'm done with all of this, that's going to be you know i have a a 12 year old and a 13 year old so i should be done with all this probably big picture um within like two to three years right and you know you need 120 credit hours to get your bachelor's i have 95 already obviously there's coursework that's going to make me do a little bit more than that but we're looking at me if i do you know spring and fall semesters plus summer, part-time, I should be able to finish it in two and a half, three years about, which will be when my daughter's going into high school and my son's becoming a sophomore, which is when your kids are going to kind of need you back around to get any way to keep an eye on them, right? That's when they start driving. That's when they get into high school stuff. It's a whole different change. So, yeah, I can kind of be a little absent during 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Nothing too critical is happening there. But for high school, I definitely want to be able to – uh, focused on my family uninhibitedly so there is that
0: <laughs> wow I think you just yeah. talked for 10 minutes straight
1: <laughs> I probably did I mean this was like I So I was gonna write this down and like make a statement but I didn't want to like read because then it would have been like me because I don't read well I mean I read well but I don't like read and speak well to where it sounds convincing. I
0: read it good would... stuff. No, I yeah. know what you mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have sounded like me, like making a statement with Al Qaeda behind me with a fucking AK forty seven in my head. No, like
0: that's why your show's unscripted, you know? So... Right,
1: right, right, right. I get
0: it. It sounds forced. That's okay.
1: So that is that. That is definitely that is definitely part one of what was going to be my two part statement as far as today goes. That's part one. That's that's the that's the how and the why i guess for um for the majority of it so i guess i'll do i'll do what you do when you get halfway through a show topic and I'll, i'll defer to you and say asher's is there anything you'd like to say
0: uh, well, you know, so I I don't think that you're you're wrong and your decision two or three years is not uh, that bad, really. You know, it's, it's not. It, <laughs> when you reach a certain age, you realize that, and when you really want something bad enough, um, you especially realize that. Like well, fuck, two or three years. I've already been doing two or three years. You know, twenty times. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I don't think that you're incorrect in your decision. I think that um, I think that you. I think as somebody that knows you pretty well, um, that I think you are putting a little more pressure into the fact that this is going to be really difficult, I think you're going to do just fine. Um, But you are also the master of your universe. And it's not up to me to decide how you manage your time, or how you want to spend it outside of the things that you're required to do. And so as much as I hate this, and I do, I hate it, I'm not happy about it. But um i am your friend first and your co-host second so i'm going to support any decision that you make there um obviously you know you're allowed to come back (laughs) anytime um just let me know you know if you want to it's the door's always open um but you know as far as the show goes because obviously it's probably the first thought for anybody listening to this what does this mean for the show um you know, in a weird synchronic type of way, I happen to have the foresight to book all these guests for the whole rest of the year <laughs> before this was bestowed on me. Um, so the show's going to continue as planned. Um, I am going to be looking for another co host in the interim, but this isn't something that anybody can just jump into. And then that part's going to be hard because, well, it's a non paying job. <laughs> it's a weekly commitment and you have to be as good as Pat O. and that's going to be hard you know so i mean we got to have that that kind of vibe um but i'm going to run this like a typical kind of job position i'm going to do uh old old school style applications we're going to sit down and have one-on-ones i might even have you come on and, and co-host some of these shows with these guests coming on just to see if the vibe is right and if it fits um, and if I'm unhappy with what I find or I don't find what I'm looking for, I'll fucking continue to do it by my goddamn self. You know, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's go, it's still going to be here every Wednesday. Um, you know, this, this show for me, it's, it's my baby. It's the first thing that I've ever created in my entire life, completely on my own, you know, and not to say that I haven't had help, but like, this is the first thing that I've put enough time and energy and effort into, and I don't see me letting go of that Um, but you know, it's just the climate of things is interesting because I'd booked all these guests for myself because I also want to kind of put other energy into other projects that I'm working on and having guests on the show is real easy because I don't have to do any research. And you know, you guys just come on as guests and talk to me. Um, so I don't really have to do much. Um, so there will be some other exciting stuff coming out from myself. Um, and you know, the show might change a little bit. You know, I, I don't know what it's going to look like yet. We're just going to wing it here um, because it turns out when I do that, I'm actually damn good at it. So <laughs> people tend to like it. But anyway, like I said, Pat, you are more than welcome to come back um, if you decide to come back. That makes my life much easier. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I absolutely hope that you do, you know, knock this shit out of the park, get it done quickly, and then it's super simple and not as stressful as, as, as you think it may be. So
1: yeah i mean i'm a narcissist so uh i definitely um have like to do stuff i like to i like to have a platform although less and less these days we'll get to that in a minute um you know i i've been podcasting um for nine years and this i mean pretty pretty consistently for nine years and um that's a lot of fucking talking so the idea just to stop um is kind of everyone's like really what? but it, it is but at, at the same time it's nine years and um you know i i think about how many hours and hours and hours i've spent creating content and i'm just like i could have written the great american novel four times over um you know i don't know i as far as school goes like i said i am uh, pursuing a bachelor's in mathematics and that's three levels of calculus two levels of physics microeconomics macroeconomics and all kinds of theory and shit it's um it sounds daunting you know um i i i've always been good at math it's always been my strong suit i work in i do work in the trades but i i I definitely work in a very stemmy trade so that's not it's not completely unheard of me it's not like I'm just picking up and and trying to be get my PhD in German or something but uh it's gonna be challenging and I and I and like I said it, it's not about whether or not I'm gonna succeed it's about how much of me it's gonna take to succeed and if I find out that I can succeed with relative ease and it doesn't require my total constant you know what i mean then yes obviously i'll begin to kind of let other things in but for this first semester back while i'm kind of getting acclimated to things while my family is getting acclimated to me you know having this other thing in my life um i kind of need to put this first but the other thing the other reason too and this is another 10 minute speech that i'm about to fucking give is once again going back to this fucking year man this has been a very, uh, a very hard year for me emotionally and it it was funny because I was thinking about all the stuff that happened with this podcast and we started like I started this with you towards the end of the lockdown like we were still kind of locked down but it was kind of ending um and then you know like i had all my heart stuff and then i you just posted recently online about all the hell shit that you went through this past year and how many times you were fucking hospitalized and your dad dying and that's just when you get older like every year is just a fucking bitch man like stuff happens yeah that's sucks. life stuff just keeps fucking happening and um one of the things that happened this year that's making it incredibly easy for me to take a step away from spotlight is that i saw two people that i respected get completely and totally fucking dragged by social media and um that was kind of like what the note i wanted to go out on is because you know in both of these cases these were people that um meant varying degrees for me but i kind of sat back and watched it happen and didn't really want to get involved with it because I didn't want to bring the show into it. And now that I'm taking a step back from the show, I feel that I can do that because if you get any heat from it, you'll just be like, well, I fired that guy anyway. So so it's all good. But, uh, you know, two people, two people, two names I want to mention. And depending on who you are and why you listen to this show, you may know one of these names, but probably not both. Um, Mac Vanderbilt and Jack Kirby, right? Two people I want to talk about real quick. So Mike's been on the show before. He is a longtime friend of mine. He he was on the Mattress King episode. (laughs) And uh, we've been in bands together. He's a podcaster. So I started my first podcast with him nine years ago. He went on to uh, do it uh, with the Halloweenies. Um, He's been involved with film festivals. And he's kind of a a Z-list film Twitter celebrity. Or was until... um, someone came forth with some accusations about him that that dated back to an alleged incident that happened about 15 years ago and uh it completely destroyed him it, it 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 spread like wildfire all over the internet it went viral he lost his podcast he lost his job he lost his livelihood he lost his reputation he lost friends he lost everything for um Because somebody claimed that that he did something and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and attack the credibility or the story that was lobbied against him, because that would get problematic very quickly. But I will say this, right? Um, We in the paranormal community vet Bigfoot stories more than people vetted this fucking story that was spread about him. i agree with that yeah and there is this kind of axiom that's become very popular now and for good reason that one should believe all women well we don't believe all women when they claim to see a uap we don't believe all women when they claim to have a paranormal encounter why would we believe all women just because they claim that somebody fucking hurt them 15 years ago i mean i'm not I don't think we believe all anybody for anything. I think that you kind of have to show judgment. You have to look at the evidence. You have to look at um, the, the a lot of different factors before you decide what you believe. And we as a community are very skeptical about things. But as a whole, people were not skeptical about this. They didn't even question it. And the bar that, that he was let go from, because I got to watch the story against Mike Evolve in real time somebody initially said that 15 years ago he uh exhibited predatory behavior towards them and that was it and he now now mind you like i said that and that story is full of its own inconsistencies and holes and i'm not going to get into that shit but that story then evolved into the current bar that he was working at he was drugging and raping people that worked there and that bar could not for liability reasons, let that go. Okay. Because now you have people on the street saying that don't go into that place because if you go into that place, they knowingly hired a bartender that drugs and rapes people. So they had to do their own investigation where they hired investigators to go through and talk to witnesses, which there were none and chase down every lead that was posted on Facebook, which there were fucking one. All right. And they completely exonerated him. All right. Now there was never any criminal charges filed. Okay, no one ever filed the police report, um even though there was plenty of opportunity to. Uh and and that's it. And that's where we stand now is that he is a man that like I said lost his reputation, lost his livelihood, lost his podcast, had people turn their back on him, had people, you know, fucking totally drag his name through the fucking mud. That didn't even have to that did it just because that's what the mob was doing and i saw that happen to a friend of mine and i thought i don't want to be here anymore i don't i want to take my ball and go home this is fucking ridiculous right and the fact is is that he did nothing to provoke this he was he was the the victim of somebody somebody's fucking he was a target he just you know and here's the thing man i've known mike for a long time If you don't want to like the kid there's lots of reasons not to like him right he's kind of a loudmouth prick but he's not a rapist and there's a real big fucking distinction between that so um seeing him go through that it made me, and I talked to you about this, and I called you, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Ashers, if I've ever said anything to fucking upset you, let's clear the air now. Cause we yeah. we get very vulgar with each other, both on air and off. And like, I don't want that ever to cost me a job 15 years from now. And, and I don't want to put you through that right now. I want to, you know, I wanted to create a platform to where if you had something that you wanted to fucking say, that like we could say that, and that, you know, and the air was clear and that was fine. Um, But it was still really hard to watch him go through that. And it made me a already kind of paranoid person. (laughs) Very paranoid to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take away, start taking away my social media. I'm going to start taking a step back. I don't want to be online anymore. If this is what you get from being online. And part two of that statement comes from what happened to Jack Kirby back in April.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I want to interrupt for a second. Yes. I want to give you your space, but I just want to say that for any female listener, for anybody listening. Um, but you know, especially the women, um, like take that as it is. I understand that a lot of women don't report a lot of things because the hassle isn't worth it at the end of the day. However, um, if you're going to go after somebody eventually, and you very well could, you could create a group of you that have similar stories. You need to be reporting this stuff to the proper authorities immediately Immediately, because when you report it up front, there's actual evidence that can be collected, and maybe nothing will happen today with that evidence. And I'm not saying that this is Mike, right? I'm just saying that if there's a reason why this stuff is important to to report it now. Eventually, if authorities have enough evidence, you know, backed up on somebody, and they're doing this repeatedly, well, then they can actually, you know, have some sort of charges put in place. And then also, you don't have to go through the you are not you know people going oh that didn't happen to you that didn't happen to you we there's a lot of responsibility on both parties in this obviously a lot of women get sexually assaulted physically harassed things like that clearly that happens happens to men though too um so this goes just as much for the men that are afraid to report things they have to report things up front that's just part of it um again not that i personally think that mike you know, did this or is doing this on purpose. I, I knew about Mike before I started podcast. I never met him, but I knew about him before I even started podcasting. And, uh, you know, I think that the guy, well, like Pat said, he's, he's a loud mouth prick. Um, but, <laughs> but I don't know if I believe that he's necessarily doing those things to people. I do think that he would be an easy target though, for people to throw a lot of blame of things on just because they simply don't like him.
1: There was a podcast based out of Kansas City, who I'm not going to fucking name, all right, that did an entire episode on Mike, and they claimed to have received an anonymous email from a woman that said that Mike kidnapped her and drugged and raped her for several days
0: mike wears makeup and dresses like he did not kidnap anybody
1: <laughs> well here's and, and you know what here's the other thing too that really fucking that really grinded my gears yeah mike is a kinky motherfucker and there was a whole lot of kink shaming from people right. that were supposed to be pretty fucking cool and and live and let live and liberal and uh, yeah, yeah we're all good but when it came time to take swings at this guy oh they love bringing that shit up and it was like that's that's fucking classless okay so yeah i mean that's this is this is not i understand believe all women because we we have lived we live in an era where historically women were not believed and that's a fucking tragedy right but we also need to we need to vet everything yes right you and this is this is why i bring I it back to I, I i liken this thing to a bigfoot sighting if this was a paranormal encounter people mm-hmm. would fucking ask more questions right. and vet this story more than yeah. that, that a fucking baseless fucking accusation against a guy that cost him everything, and no one did the slightest bit of critical thinking well, some of us did, but here's the thing: you couldn't even you couldn't even bring those critical thinking skills to bear online without mm-hmm. the mob then turning on you because you're a defender you're an enabler, you're making excuses for this person that's been convicted of nothing, and I understand people don't go to the police right away. But 15 years later, go to the cops, but but you're going to go to Facebook, but you're not going to go to the police. That tells me everything that I need to know. You never, you never set foot inside a police station. Nobody did. No, this, this person that was supposedly kidnapped right and and fucking urinated on and raped for a, for a week or whatever right they're going to email some ridiculous fucking podcast out of Kansas City that has ne- who who's the hosts of which have never seen or met fucking Mike in real life but are latching onto the story because it became clickbait for a hot minute right You're a victim of that and you're gonna anonymously email some fucking no name podcast instead of going to the police. Get the fuck out of here. That's such bullshit. And honestly, those people got in trouble because the lawyers did go after them and they said, You know, like there's no way that you could have thought this story was real. If you have half a fucking half a brain cell in your head, you know this is a bullshit story and you aired it anyway. What What is the likelihood that somebody is going to fucking contact you of all people? Right. It was, it, it was fucking, it was, but that's what this was. And, yeah. and this had an effect on this man's life. And it's, and as somebody that I've been friends with for as long as I have 20 plus years, it was hard going, seeing him go through it. And every day we, you would wake up and you'd be like, this story can't get any crazier. And it would. Mm-hmm. And this happened to Mike day after day after day. And it happened to all of us by extension to where like, you didn't know what was going to happen next and i you know mike mike didn't do this and i didn't do this either but he still got dragged down for it and it scared the shit out of me because now it's like you don't even have to like have done something bad in your past
0: right to lose everything all
1: you have to do is have the wrong person not like you for whatever reason and be as be as prevalent on social media as he was and they'll fucking take you down and Mm -hmm. I'm, this is where i'm gonna get into the jack herby thing right now too sure. yeah. because what happened with fucking jack thank god wasn't that bad but it was still somewhat similar it rhymes a lot okay what happened with jack and and <laughs> i remember this okay it was fucking april trump was being indicted because of the uh he was, you know, he was being arraigned in New York on the 34 felony accounts for allegedly paying hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels. Twitter, as you can imagine, was aflame with people either celebrating his demise or threatening a second civil war. And the paranormality Twitter account, run by one Jack Kirby, who I could only imagine was stoned off his ass on a beautiful fucking Floridian midday afternoon, decides to tweet. People should leave politics out of their business. All you're going to do is alienate half your customer base or something to that effect. That was the face that launches thousand ships. That was the fucking tweet that that started everything. Right. And people started piling on top of him. He started engaging, which you should never do. All right, he made he made a lot of mistakes in this scenario, right? But I'm going to defend his original statement in a minute here. And then somebody brought up fucking Nazis in, 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 in 1930s Germany. Whenever you're on Twitter, you're getting in an argument with people, and people bring up fucking Nazis in 1930. Unless you're Indiana Jones and have an intimate fucking knowledge of German history or politics, just stay the fuck out of it, because guess what? It's a trap, all right? And he fell right into that fucking trap. He should have kept his mouth shut, but he didn't. But his original statement of people need to leave politics out of their business is what got him in trouble. And is what started, in a much similar fashion, a mob tidal wave against him in the magazine. And that was bullshit. And let me tell you why. Because we all leave politics out of our business. Okay? I've been to these conventions that we all go to and I've seen the Trump 2024 fucking bumper stickers on a sea of F 350 pickup trucks. Okay. I know who listens to our shows. I know who supports us. All right. I know who goes to these conventions. I know who our listeners are. Like we have people whose politics that we don't agree with. All right. And that's fine. We don't all have to agree. This is not fascism, all right? We we can have different politics, and that used to be okay, all right? It used to be okay that you believe in this and I believe in that, and we can all be friends and, and, and we can argue about it, but at the end of the day, it's nothing getting worth getting fired over. It's nothing worth getting canceled over, right? But they canceled him and they canceled that fucking magazine. And... Uh, It fucking broke my heart because I'm not going to act like I knew Jack as well as I know Mike. I definitely didn't, right? I I had met Jack briefly at Withville the year before, and I had just done an interview with Jack the week before for a YouTube uh, thing that he was launching where he interviews people, right? Both instances were perfectly nice encounters, right? The interview was, was, I mean, it was only about 15 minutes. We had a bunch of laughs. We talked about drugs and comic books. Everything was good. He told me about a project he was working on. It was great right? He seemed like a perfectly nice, reasonable guy. Now, maybe he wasn't maybe behind closed doors. He was completely different, but the thing is a lot of people worked with that man for a lot of years and seemed to have no problem using his platform to elevate their brand. Right? So my question is who knew what first, right? If Jack Kirby was such a fucking monster that he needed to be fucking maligned thrown into the shadows and you needed to walk away from his publication, how long was he like that? I mean, at, at the paranormal offices, would he like just stroll up to the water counter, uh, water cooler and start dropping n bombs? Like, I don't think so. Like, was he a racist? Was he a bigot? Was he a fascist? Was he like that for the years and years and years that you cashed his checks, or did he say something incredibly stupid on the at, at the wrong time and it fucking went viral, and then you turned your back on him and walked away from him, right? Because it looks to me. Like, he was fine for the longest time, and then this happened, and everyone turned tail and ran. Mm -hmm. And that pissed me off, okay? Because you're supposed to stand by people, especially people that do you a solid in the industry first, right? And if politics are that important to you, then you know what? Look at West Virginia's women's reproductive rights. Do you have any idea what what women are allowed to do in West Virginia if they need to have an abortion? Nothing. Nothing how many feminists and fucking and, and and do we have that go to the mothman festival or go to go to events in west virginia
0: yeah absolutely right?
1: and what happened in north you know look at north carolina when they changed their uh bathroom laws so that you could not you you ha- you could all in north carolina changed its bathroom laws back in like i don't know five years ago or so and you had to, you, you could only use the bathroom of the gender that you were assigned at birth, whatever it said on your birth certificate. There was such a backlash of events and industries pulling out of North Carolina that they lost the NBA finals. Movie productions, TV productions picked up and left town. There was a Dirty Dancing remake that we could have gotten that was completely shelved because it was going to film in North Carolina. And this stuff all happened so close to production that the whole, whole, whole entire movie got scrapped. That was people putting politics before business, which is what we're supposed to be doing, okay, which is what Paranormality Magazine was dragged through the mud for saying that we shouldn't do, right? All right, well, then I'll tell you this. Pull your fucking events out of West Virginia because they don't allow women to have abortions there, Mm -hmm. all right? All of these Appalachian states, quit doing business there. Quit having your events there. When someone shows up to your shows up to your fucking booth, ask them their voting record before you sell them a sticker or you sell them a T-shirt. Put out a fucking survey of all your listeners or your podcast and find out how they vote. And if you don't agree with how they vote, then tell them they can't be listeners anymore. No one fucking does that. Nobody does that. And we all do it because we're trying to build audiences and we're trying to make money. All right. Well, then what the fuck did Jack say that was so goddamn wrong that he had to lose his magazine over it?
0: No. He didn't bullshit.
1: pick a side. He didn't pick a side. But everyone assumed because he's a fucking Floridian guy, you know, man from Florida, he's probably pro Trump, right? And and you know, and then you had people saying, well my, you know, some he's a white guy, right? Politics, he gets to be blasé about politics. I'm I'm a person of color, right? I'm a, a non-binary individual. Politics are more important to me, right? Trans rights are more important to me. Women's reproductive rights are more important to me. Then stay out of fucking West Virginia. Mm -hmm. stay out of the south stay out of Appalachia all right don't do business there don't buy gas when you go to these fucking things don't rent halls (laughs) at their establishments you know but the thing is no one's gonna fucking do that because you're hypocrites and that's what I that's mm, this is listen (laughs) this is why I don't belong having a platform (laughs) because of shit like this. This, this this is why i'm okay deleting my social media and going back to school and just going over here for a little bit and and kind of focusing on other things because let,
0: let me I, shift I can't, it for a second for something that yeah. that you and i both know that happened and that anybody who thinks that that was the right thing that happened is, is just an asshole. Um so well one thing I'll say is guys, I've sat at the big boy tables in this field and if you guys knew the kind of shit that they talk about you to get ahead, uh you wouldn't support any of them. You know, it's disgusting. Um it's really terrible how people pretend to be your friend to your face and then turn around and will fucking sell you out for anything that will get them ahead. I get it cuz I want to do this full time. I understand. I want this to be my job, but in order for this to be your job, the climate is that you kind of have to do that kind of shit and i think that's gross and i think there's a better way that we could do that
1: i'll bring it back to jack i mean how many people did he platform
0: right how many and people how did long did it take friends?
1: people how long did it take for people to like, oh my god the grandstanding and backslapping when everyone quit their part-time job oh my god like, i'm quitting paranormal no i'm quitting paranormal magazine it's like dude you're gonna pay 20 dollars a fucking month for that shit like who fucking cares i had a paper route too when i was fucking 12 like everyone quit everyone quit and it was like okay are was he an ass was he a racist the whole time you worked there like was he a bigot the whole time you worked there or was he usually a a pretty good decent person and that's why you worked there for that long right and if if he was and you stuck like listen either you're a bigger sellout than me and you took the check even though you knew he was a fucking fascist and you know and some crazy right-wing prick and, but you took the money anyway because you wanted to see your name in lights or he was a perfectly fine individual that you just ran away from the second he got a lot of a little bit of heat on him you know what i mean and i don't you know forget about this forget about this subculture that subculture this business or that business you're supposed to stick by your fucking homies right, right? that's that's the fucking code of the street that's where i come from you know and jack's not my homie as much as mike is like i said i don't really know jack that well but i, I know, you know well enough to know it was fucking bullshit what happened to him and um you know i could say it now from a position to me on the way out so you can't take it out on ashers so there you go
0: <laughs> you can because i'm backing you up fuck I'm just canceling myself over here um you know i just i'm but i am gonna say that that's not wrong and a lot of people are gonna be upset that i'm saying that and you know again i be the change you wish to see and sometimes being the change is hard and sometimes when you're the change people fucking hate your guts for it but like guys this is all theater and you know do we really want it to be theater i mean we're talking about why did you you know if, if you're listening to this and you're in in this community working in any type of capacity think back to why you got into it in the first place would would your younger self back then be okay with the shit that you're pulling now to get where you're at
1: well i I think you know who said it best um was violent jay on uh jeremiah byron's bigfoot society love podcast jeremiah this Byron. week <laughs>
0: fucking love that guy
1: <laughs> violent J, who like i don't know what a tougher interview that had i don't know if if violent J has alan greenfield energy or if alan <laughs> greenfield had violent J energy because listening to that interview i was like i know what byron's going through because i was there with we greenfield like so you just fucking strap in and you're like ah, ah. <laughs> You know just let him do it. Um but one of the I mean listen to that interview and one of the first things that fucking Violent J says is he like there's so much infighting in the Sasquatch community. Yeah. <laughs> this guy from the from the eight mile from from I C P this man's been through some shit. This guy is was part of the Grand Unveiling or whatever the fuck that shit was called. Like he's he's been around. He's seen some things and he goes Y'all fight too much in the fucking Bigfoot community. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> right. That shit coming from a juggle. Because they're all From the babies. mouth
1: of babes. All right. That's if-
0: their thing. They're about the family
1: dude, the homies but yes uh, juggalo homies i i i understand fucking that more than anything so yeah dude when when you have someone from, from that perspective peek in on your subculture and say the infighting is absolutely ridiculous for a bunch of people talking about bigfoot yeah um and bigfoot is is a is a variable to use mathematic terms for you fucking people uh bigfoot could be re- could be replaced with just about any other term uh cryptid or otherwise and whatever right the equation still holds water so yes um yeah i think that that is the the infighting stuff is ridiculous but you know i i think what what scared me most and just to kind of bring it back to the whole the mike and jack thing is how when seemingly reasonable people turn into mobs just because of the court of public opinion and it creates an environment where supporters are i mean i'll be honest like i kept my fucking mouth shut i was dm and jack on the side but like that was it we didn't talk about it on the show i'm guilty of that too and i didn't want to and you didn't want to we there's yeah. something we talked about we're staying the fuck out of this you know because it was um i mean it was it was april it was right after the Mothboy thing
0: it was. Yeah. And so we it were like that. And we're not getting in nothing
1: else. <laughs> and exa- that's exactly right. Oh my god, I'm just remembering this now. It was right after that because and and you're like we don't want to go through this again. And I said, yeah, I didn't. Cuz I I, you know, I know you brought them back up and I, you know, whatever. I genuinely feel bad about that. I wish that whole thing I really wish from top to bottom none of that shit ever happened. And that Honestly. includes the the snub as well. Um I really could have gone my whole entire life without that ever happening. And I know no one's going to remember me saying this because people have very selective memory when it comes to what gets fucking said on this podcast. But I really, the whole thing was very regrettable and I wish it didn't happen because I don't fucking care. I'm not even going to lie and say, oh, they're great guys. I love them. I wish them well. I don't fucking care. I, I really don't. And I don't like fighting with people online either i really don't it's it's annoying to me and it gets my blood pressure up and i'm sitting there trying to watch fucking night rider with my kid and my instagram messenger's blowing up because some fucking anonymous prick wants to start an argument with me i don't need that shit i really don't i really really don't and with me going back to school i really 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 really, really don't want that shit so it's not gonna fucking happen um but yeah i just the, the whole mob thing scares me because you see how frenzied people can get on social media because they don't think it's real and they'll turn on a person and i don't i don't want to go through that i'm serious and i i am totally fine with erasing my social media footprint like if there's fallout after through this show i'll just fucking delete everything (laughs) you know what i mean you you can text me dan's got my fucking cell phone number you know jim jam knows how to get a hold of me throw his hat up in the air i'll come fucking swimming like (laughs) we you know the the, the people give a fuck about will know how to get a hold of me but like i'm i'm not gonna live in this world and i don't i i need to take a break from it and remember why i loved it and Mm -hmm. let's close on that note right i came to this show because i was an experiencer And I was trying to make sense of what I had gone through. And that's still who I am, you know. And um, I think that I got a lot out of being your co-host for the past three years. Um, I learned a lot more about what I went through and where it kind of fits in the grander narrative. And, um, you know, I think I'm a little bit more likely to believe my own story at this point if i had to if i had to say that the needle was moved in one way or the other um i was always kind of like ah maybe this is true maybe it's not this is what i remember yada 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 and now because of the stuff that we've talked about and stuff that i've researched because of show topics i feel a bit more comfortable saying that there's a pretty good chance that that stuff was more real than i remember than i wanted to admit three years ago um and for that i'm eternally grateful because that is something that has kind of lurked in the back of who I am as a person my whole entire life. Um, And it was something that I never knew how to uh, express or wrap my head around or contextualize where it fit in my life and um, still don't have all those answers. But at least it's like, you know, the hole is still there. But you kind of know the size of it now. It's something that like when you when when you go through like addiction and recovery, you know, people that that are addicts, they have a hole that they're trying to fill. And they're trying to fill it with booze or with drugs or with pussy or with Amazon or fucking porn or whatever, right? And when you go through recovery, it doesn't heal the hole up necessarily. You just know that the hole is there and you know how to work around it. And I think that I, I hate to compare the two because this could potentially not really be a negative thing, but, um, my experiences and the stuff that brought me to the show and brought me to you, um, you know, I think I've, I've just kind of defined them a little bit more and I'm more aware of that whole or that thing. And, um, I really do thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. And I think the listeners, because they were a part of that too, they were a part of this journey. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't want to act like this is my last show because I could breeze through calculus and my fucking eyes closed to be back in the spring and, you know, have a whole bunch of crazy stories to tell about being with college kids, you know, like they're just going to like, let me be in the room with 22 year olds. You fucking believe that? Like does not make sense
0: you lucky bastard
1: <laughs> i was telling them at the party on on saturday i'm like next time we have a party dude when mike has his black wednesday party yo i'm showing up with the fucking with my classmates
0: like, <laughs> we're gonna hold damn class
1: yeah like this pepper. crowd is getting a little aged we need we need to inject some young blood into this
0: shit. <laughs> have a little mixer um no i you know i, I You found me at the most interesting time of my life. I'll tell you that, Uh, you know, and you're, you know, this is what um, some people have known because I've been very depressed. You're my best friend. It's not just you're my co-host. You're my best friend. My show, my show's here, right? It's going to be here. It's going to change a little bit and people will roll with it because I guess people like what I have to say, but not having you here every single week is going to be tough because I'm used to having you here every single week. So if you don't um, call me at least once a week, I'm going to be pissed. So, <laughs> there's that. um, you know, I, you've taught me a lot, believe it or not, pato Um, you know, you're kind of my person that I go to. You know everything about me, you know. So, um, I I gotta have that knowledge in my life, especially as you're knowledgeing yourself in mathematics. Um, and learning from the new the new blood. <laughs>
1: I, I've I've taught you everything I know, but I have not taught you everything you'll know. Yeah, I right. you know I honestly think that um. You know i don't want to say you've outgrown me but um you know you are destined for greater things than where either of us are at right now you know and i've always felt that way and it's why i've had zero problem sticking by your side for this long um but i think that you know you're not your your destiny is not to co-host a podcast with me that, that was never. That was never the no, end. It's game.
0: your fault that I started to. You're the you fir- You're the one that suggested I start a podcast.
1: And it was. I'm glad you did. And I, <laughs> I, I think it worked out well for you. And I think it's going to continue to work out well for you. But you know, it's it's not I about to be
0: a filmmaker.
1: <laughs> and you still can be. If there's I, anyone that proves that that thing never goes away, it's me. You know, remember I got <laughs> yeah. ten years on you, and That's look true. at the shit that I'm still doing. You know, you got you. If I can let, let me be an inspiration to you all. If I can do this at 42, there's no reason, no matter where you're at in your life right now, that you can't do something new or, or, or achieve something you always wanted to. Um, and I'll I haven't achieved it yet. I'm just starting to try to achieve it. But my point is, is that like, look, it's never too late, you know, and you are not where you are not at the end of your road. And I think that you are going to go further and higher than any of these motherfuckers think that you can. And no one is going to be proud of, more proud of you than me when um, you piss on all of us from up high. Golden showers.
0: You well, know. you've always got a spot right beside me at the top, so you won't get pissed on. Yeah, but I like Unless you on just bottom. want to stay just slightly below me like you just, always have.
1: Just under heel. <laughs> just.
0: just just in line of the of the the piss splash that's Uh, fine i understand
1: he's like you know me well too
0: i know yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i get it i know why you're there i understand
1: (laughs) i need to get made clean i'm very dirty
0: (laughs) but yeah you know again you're free to come back just even randomly if you want to you know that's fine you don't have to commit to it weekly you can just kind of come on ivy's free to come back on the show um i wouldn't have the fucking show if it wasn't for her sitting there with me week after week on my couch you know recording off of one microphone and shitty Audio. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, I don't um unlike a lot of the people in this community, um, I love everybody and I'm very forgiving of everyone and everybody's my best friend. That's just the way I am. And uh
1: Yeah, I talked a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, after all that shit, I said I'm not like angry at anybody. I mean yeah. I've seen people since then. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, the jack shit happened at April. I went to like events uh, i don't care i just you know i have opinions about things and i think that that's why you have a podcast is so that you can
0: share your opinions and
1: sure. the, the the least we can do is be genuine to ourselves i don't know whatever
0: you know but like i said in the meantime uh th- the show continues on i mean no matter uh you know what it is it might like i said look a little bit differently not a whole lot's going to change the format's going to stay the same it's just sans patto um so it's not a bad thing um well that's not true some things are gonna change i'm gonna i might add some music finally and make it sound a little more (laughs) official
1: oh my god four
0: years (laughs) it's just something i haven't sat down and done i could do it in a night i just don't i do other stuff instead Um, um you know so whatever i mean you know dumb shit like that sure but you know we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop about what's happening well i'll keep you guys in the loop about what's happening um and you know it'll be fantastic i'm not quitting oh, fuck that i am running purely on vengeance at this point so <laughs> um, and we talked about that before spite is way more powerful than love so uh, y'all, are yes. in trouble. y'all are in some serious trouble S- here
1: so. spite is a powerful motivator
0: <laughs> but- pato do you have anything else to add for not the final time but the final time for a minute
1: be excellent to each other stick up for the little guy have empathy don't be a pussy show some motherfucking courage and party on dudes
0: get your life together get your lives together just do it (laughs) do it right now why wait if it's only gonna take you two or three years just do that shit get it together be like (laughs) pato
1: don't be like me
0: (laughs) i'm not a role model (laughs) that's what you think um (laughs) anyway with that being said guys i'll see you back here next wednesday